Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I hope your weekend went well. I spent a lot of time over the weekend hanging out, right? Uh, Like many of you, uh, I've got young kids and young kids who are stir crazy in the middle of this quarantine. I played a lot of sports. I watched a lot of WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday night. I was actually surprised when I put up a poll on Sunday night how few of you watched WrestleMania alongside of me. Um, And like many of you, I paid attention to the news that was out there about the coronavirus because like almost all of you, regardless of what your race, your gender, your ethnicity is, your religion is, or what your politics is, I know that you all want sports back as bad as I want sports back. And I've got some good optimism for you, but before we get going any further, I want to play a couple of clips for you and talk about these clips uh, with you as well. The first one is Dabo Sweeney, Clemson two-time national title winning coach, weighed in on Friday with the fact that he believed football was going to be back, meaning college football, in September and how much he was looking forward to it. And by God, if you listen to this and he doesn't have you fired up, I don't know why you're listening to this show. You ought to be listening to somebody else. Here is Dabo on what he expects come the fall. I got one plan, and that is to get the Tigers ready to play uh, come September and uh, or late August or whatever. And and these guys are all training, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, so that's my preference is that we 
you know, have camp in August and, and get on and play the season. And I don't, I don't have any doubt that's going to be the case. I have zero doubt. I mean, this is America, man. I mean, we've stormed the beaches of Normandy. We've sent people – we've sent a, a, a car and drove around on Mars. We've walked on the moon. This is the greatest country and the greatest people in the history of the planet. I can sit here and talk to all you people in all these different places. we got the smartest people in the world. Listen, we're going to rise up, and, and we're going we're gonna to kick this thing right in the teeth, and we'll get back to, to our lives. Uh, that's a long time away, man. I mean, this is April the 3rd. And that is a red-blooded exhortation and endorsement of American exceptionalism, if I have ever heard it. President of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, and I know just about every single one of you out there either loves or hates him, decided this weekend to talk with all of the major sports commissioners about the fact that he wanted sports back. And in particular, he was asked about football, and he had this to say. I want fans back in the arenas. I think it's, uh, no, I, by whenever we're ready. I mean, as soon as we can, obviously. And the fans want to be back, too. You know, they want to see basketball and baseball and football and hockey. They want to see their sports. They want to go out onto the golf courses and breathe nice, clean, beautiful, fresh air. No, the fans. I can't tell you, I can't tell you a date, but I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Now, that is different obviously, than some of the other comments that have been made, whether it's from Andrew Cuomo in New York or Governor, uh, who is the governor of New York, and Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of California. Put simply, we don't know, right? And that sometimes is a difficult proposition for a lot of people to find themselves in. But some people get mad at me because of the way that I have talked to you guys out there in my audience since this coronavirus crisis began. Last month, we had the most listened-to month in the history of OutKick. We only had sports for 11 days in the month of March. In April, we probably, unless you want to count iRacing or things like that, we probably are not going to have any major sports. Again, I said I watched WrestleMania last night and on Saturday night as well. But by and large, probably not going to have any quote-unquote major sports. Tonight would have been the national title game in the Final Four. Also happens to be, like I said, my 41st birthday. So happy birthday to me. And I spent a lot of time looking at the data. And people get mad at me because they say, oh, you're a sports guy. Why are you talking about this coronavirus? Why are you analyzing it in any way? And I say it's the same thing that I told my bosses Don Martin and Scott Shapiro when I talked to him on Friday. They say, hey, Clay, you know, you can take some days off in April. You know, there's a lot to carry a national sports talk show that doesn't have any sports going on, especially if you're a solo host. You don't have to be there every day. If you get tired, you can take some days off. And I said to him, guys, I'm not taking any days off because – There are a lot of people out there with a lot tougher jobs than me who are not taking days off right now. There are a lot of people out there whose jobs, whether they work in hospitals or whether they work in grocery stores or whether they work in convenience stores or whether they're garbage men or whether they're mailmen or whether they are delivering packages, a lot of the people that listen to me every morning, the heartbeat of America, people who wake up, roll over, hit their alarm clock, stare at the ceiling, and then get out of bed and go to work and grind 
They don't get to take days off. They have to continue to be out there on the streets, driving to and from work to make sure that our American economy continues to function on some level and that there are people out there to take care of us. And so I said, look, what I do is a really small part of the overall fabric of American commerce. There are a lot of people in all 50 states right now who are listening to me, and they expect for me to be there. More so now than they do after an NFL Sunday. More so now than they do after an NBA Finals game. More so now than after a World Series game. Because it's easy to talk about sports. It's hard to talk about life when there is no sports. And so people people out there, you go check my go check my mentions, go check my name, go read what people say about me, what they what they tweet to me. A lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't have an opinion about the coronavirus. But my opinion's pretty straightforward. It's a lot like Dabo Sweeney's. I believe in American exceptionalism. And I believe, and I've been telling you this for a month now, we know how this story ends. We are going to kick the coronavirus's ass. That's how this story ends. We win. How long it takes for us to win is unclear. But if you start to look at the data of what's going on around the world with the coronavirus, I got to tell you this morning as you start off your Mondays, there's a lot of really positive signs out there, even if many people in the media still are marinating in doom and gloom. I told you guys several weeks ago that I expect sports to be back in June and July. I really do. And that's because I look at the data that are out there coming out every single day. And what I am seeing tells me that things are starting to move in a really good direction. I'm going to start in America. All right. We saw late last night, the numbers came out. I tweeted it out. You can go see it for yourself at Clay Travis on Twitter. If you're a doubter, you can go look at the data yourself. Deaths dropped fairly substantially, and so did new daily cases last night on Sunday. April 5th, numbers dropped. If you are listening to me right now in New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo came out in his press conference yesterday, and he said, we saw some good numbers. Deaths dropped in New York City. Deaths dropped in New York State hospitalizations went down in terms of the new number of people being hospitalized. And if you start to look at the numbers that we are now posting in America, across the country, there was a major drop in new daily infections. And in fact, over the last six days, the number of deaths has held pretty steady. I've got the numbers in front of me right now. Last six days, deaths in the United States from the coronavirus, 912,049, 974. I might read my writing a little bit long, wrong, so if I get one of these numbers off, it's not me trying to hide the ball. It's just me not being that great with penmanship. 1045, 1330, and last night, yesterday, Sunday, April 5th, 1165. 
That means that over the last six days, we have seen numbers range from 912 to 1,330, and the average number of deaths has been 1,079. Now, these numbers can fluctuate on a day-to-day basis. So I'm not saying that they're all going to continue to go down every single day because anything as big as this country, a lot can fluctuate on a day-to-day basis. I am saying that's nearly a week where the numbers have been really close to 1,079 deaths. Now, clearly, I wish that nobody was out there dying of the coronavirus at all, and I certainly understand that many of you out there listening right now may have family or friends that are dealing with difficulties associated with the coronavirus. Many of you listening right now may be working as doctors or nurses or janitors or security men or whatever you are in hospitals. If you are, thank you for your service. You are real heroes. You deserve all of our commendation for what you are putting yourself and your families through with your hard work. But for everybody out there, those numbers are all starting to look positive. And for a long time, we've been in a dark place where not a lot of people wanted to talk optimistically about anything. I'm here to tell you that these numbers are starting to all break in the right way. And that if we can continue, if we can put on more steam, as Dr. Fauci said, if we can push the accelerator down, we are, I believe, going to continue to see better and better breakdowns. And as that happens, there are going to be more and more leagues that are seeing these exact same data that I'm talking about with you, and they're going to start looking at it. Adam Silver told, uh, told Donald Trump in that meeting the NBA was the first league to go after the Rudy Gobert illness, And he said he wants them to be the first league to come back when it's safe enough for them to come back. I think you can start to see very strongly light at the end of the coronavirus tunnel. I believe that we are going to have sports in the summer and that the NFL and college football are going to play as well. Now, listen, listen to me closely. I'm not saying that everything's going to be the exact same. I'm not saying that there's going to be 100,000-seat stadiums and you're going to spend all of October out tailgating if you've got a favorite college or pro team. I'm not saying necessarily that that is going to happen. I'm not saying that if you're a fan of an NBA team or a Major League Baseball team or you're a fan of an NHL team or the MLS or whoever your favorite team is, I'm not saying that they're going to play in an arena or a stadium where you can go and watch as you ordinarily would. We've had a lot of changes exist in our life in the last several weeks and they probably will continue to exist for a while because we have to be careful when we start to run back out into our natural uh, lives that we don't allow this virus to cycle back up as might happen in the fall or might happen in the summer if we aren't smart about the way that we are responding. But I'm just here to tell you that everything is starting to break in a really, really positive way. And I got to say this. Optimists win. I told my boys the same thing that I'm telling you this right now. It's easy to be negative. 
And we live in a world that is often suffused in negativity. It doesn't matter what you do. There is somebody out there who wants to hate on you for doing it. And I'm not talking about famous people. I'm talking about you on your regular Instagram account. Or you on your regular Facebook account. Or you on your regular Twitter account. There is somebody out there. When you're trying to take a risk and do something good, there's always somebody out there who's going to hate on you. This is the way I ended my most recent book. I think this is important. I think optimism is always important because ultimately, optimists win. They may not win every day. They may not win every week. They may not win every month. They may not even win every year. They may not even win every decade. But if you study world history, and if you study American history like I have, the arc of history bends towards righteousness. It truly does. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to do it right now. But over time, optimists are going to win. And there are a lot of doom and gloomers out there. He got made fun of when he said it, but former Auburn coach Gene Chizik called people who did this energy vampires. They suck away the positivity in your life and they will pull you down if they can. What I would say to all of you is we all have choices every day what perspective we choose to embrace. Pessimists lose over time. The story of America and the story of the world is not written by pessimists. They might be right in the short term. They might even be right for a little while. But over time, they lose. And I feel like there is a great thread of pessimism that is so strong in this country right now that many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it infects sports. It infects all of society. What I am telling you to do is look towards history and recognize that optimists win and and that pessimists really get upset because deep down they know they're wrong. That's why they're so angry. That's why people have gotten mad at me for sharing optimistic things about the coronavirus. Everything I've shared with you has been factual. Facts matter to me tremendously. If you listen to this program, if I ever get a fact wrong, I come on, I correct it even if it's something as simple as who the starting quarterback was of a game. If I get something wrong, I come back and I try to correct it. The way I ended my book was this. I said to you guys, it's easy to praise people who are already successful. Really, really easy to do. The people who need praise are typically not people who are already successful. Praise, criticism, whatever it is, it rolls off my shoulders now. I'm successful. Whether you like me or not, I've been successful in my career. But that wasn't always the case. And I still remember, and I guarantee you will, if you are an optimist and you are striving, you are reaching out for something better in your life. I guarantee you, you go out and you talk to anybody who's been successful, they'll remember the first people who believed in them. And I'm not talking as important as mom and dad can be. 
I'm not necessarily talking about mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. I'm talking about people in your life that gave you a vote of confidence when you needed it most. And in my book, I talked about two people who did it for me. First person who ever said, outside of my immediate family, I mean, my mom, my dad, grandma, grandpa, things like that, that he believed that I could make a living as a writer was my uncle. He, uh, he reached out. He said, I'm reading your columns at CBS. They're really well done. I think you could make a living doing this. I was already a lawyer. I was already practicing law full time. I had a job. But that endorsement from my uncle, who's a very logical, even-handed, he was a banker, wasn't the kind of guy to just throw around compliments for no reason, meant a lot to me. And then one of my law school buddies, one of my law school buddies, time I was making hardly any money, young kids, like a lot of you out there just grinding, hoping to be able to uh, take care of my family, make a good living, wasn't making very much money at all. Remember, we were standing at a Vanderbilt University football game, and I don't even remember what year this was. It's a while back. He came up to me, and we were standing there having a couple of beers, getting ready to go watch Vanderbilt get their brains beat in by some SEC team. And uh, I was only been writing for a couple of years. But while we were standing there, several people who had started to read my columns, even before I was doing radio, came up and they said, hey, you know, uh, we love what you're doing. Can we get a picture? You know, something simple like that, which when you're first starting off, it's a big deal. And they left and he said, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think one day you're going to make a million dollars doing what you're doing right now. And the truth of the matter is, I would have signed away my life to make $100,000 a year at that point, right? I was nowhere near making a living. And I've talked about the analogy of uh, going and watching AAA baseball players play. For a long time, I felt like I was in AAA and I was so close to getting my break, but I wasn't quite there. And I remember just thinking... Uh, about what it's like to be so close to where you want to be and not know if you're going to get there. And him telling me that, which may have just been a throwaway line from him, meant a tremendous amount to me. And what I would say to you is, be the light in your life, in your friend circle. Be the person who believes in an optimistic future. Because if you don't believe, you very often are right. The world is defined by optimists who believe they can make something better. I know we're going to kick the coronavirus's ass because of what Dabo Sweeney said. Because of what we've already done that's more difficult. I believe that Donald Trump is right and that sports are going to be back sooner rather than later, not because I choose to believe in everything Donald Trump says, but because I believe in American exceptionalism and in American history, and I know that we are going to triumph over this disease. So as you're starting your Monday out there, regardless of what you are doing, know that I believe in you and that collectively We believe in you as well, even if there are a lot of people who choose to embrace darkness, the light ultimately wins time 
after time after time. Sometimes I got to preach. And this morning I was preaching. Appreciate all of you. When we come back, we are diving into that story. Does anybody else on the program believe in me that I am right and that sports is going to be back? I'll ask Dub. I'll ask Danny G. I'll ask Eddie Garcia. We'll see whether they are the darkness or the light today. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, let me bring in the crew. Let me start with you, Dub, uh, because you're also here in Nashville, and I feel like you probably got the spirit in you there from uh, from that pitch uh, to open the uh, the Monday. Having come out of the weekend now, having heard what Dabo said on Friday, having heard the president, you heard uh, the uh, Andrew Cuomo, you also heard Gavin Newsom talking about when sports might be back. You heard me hitting you with the numbers that we went down in total deaths, that we seem to have hit a plateau of sorts, and also that new total daily infections in the coronavirus dropped pretty decently yesterday as well. Are you more optimistic about the return of sports today on Monday than you were when we signed off on Friday? I think I am, you know, and I've always been optimistic about this from the start kind of like you, I kind of have that same mindset. You know, what's the point of being negative about it? Because like you've said and preached for the past couple of weeks, we already know the outcome of this, okay? We are going to defeat this coronavirus one way or the other. The only thing that's uncertain about is when. Yep. And, th- and that win to me, you know, I-, I-, I am optimistic about sometime this summer, June, July, August, somewhere in that range, because there's so many people, not only in this country, but around the world who are just totally crave for sports right now. Just something to entertain them, something to bring back that feeling of normal. And I think that is going to come this summer again with the NBA, with the NHL, with Major League Baseball. I think they're going to be able to get in a half season perhaps. And, and things will become looking more and more clear. Because we, we've only been in this, you know, this serious quarantine life if you want to call it that for three to four weeks we're still early it on. feels like it's lasted forever to a lot of people out there listening but you're right this really kind of for sports fans crystallized on march 11th when rudy gobert tested positive for the coronavirus and almost instantaneously everything just came to a grinding halt now i believe that was on a wednesday night if i'm not mistaken and the next day there were some basketball games that were still played But by Friday, pretty much everything was coming to a close, and we've effectively been without sports ever since. And so it feels like a long time. March felt like, I know to a lot of people out there, March felt like it lasted forever. But now April feels like it's kind of going to take a while to get through as well. But you're with me. You feel like in the summer, sports will be back up and running? That's how how I feel. And like you said, it'll be four weeks from that Rudy Gobert Uh, night that no one will ever forget this coming Wednesday on April 8th. Okay, so uh, that's a good point. Four weeks. So Danny G, people out there like sometimes say, oh, uh, you know, like does Clay talk the same way off the air as he does on the air in terms of his opinions? On Sunday night, 
I called you and I said what? I'll just tell you. Uh, I said, you can verify this is true. I said, hey, let's start talking about what the weakest shows look like. And I said, just so you know, I think that we're going to have sports back in July and August. And I said, so for purposes of our vacation, you know, like when we usually go away in summer vacation, I was like, I may go away in May or June now because your vacation is synced with me. So I was like, kind of put that in the back of your head because I think by July or August, we're going to be going full speed all the way through the NFL until the Super Bowl. So usually, for people out there who don't really think about it that much, there's almost two seasons for Sports Talker Radio. There's football season and there's non-football season. And if you're a regular listener to OutKick, you know I hardly miss any days at all. Once football kicks off in college football, we go straight through all the way until after the Super Bowl. And then usually I go away somewhere in February, come back for March Madness. And then in the summer, might go away for a couple weeks because in July it slows down. What did I tell you on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Danny G? I said, hey, that ain't going to happen this year. I think we're going to have sports in July and August, so we're going to be planning our vacations a little bit different. Yeah, you did. You said May would probably be our week-long vacation. Yep. And I was wondering to myself, I was like, do you think we could fly to Hawaii at that point? Because I love your open, your optimism, as well as dubs, but we've been under lockdown for a little longer here in California. And for those of us who have been following directions, unlike my neighbors who have been having family, (laughs) uh, extended family over with music on and a barbecue downstairs, I'm not kidding you. And then we've been seeing pictures of some idiots on the hiking trails all next to each other and on the bike paths here. That's a whole nother story. But for the ones of us that have been following directions, it has been the longest month ever. If this was a Netflix show, I want to go to season two because season one sucks. <laughs> so do you, do you feel more optimistic on Monday than you did on Friday? Not yet because, I mean, maybe it's my frustration talking, but I haven't seen my girlfriend in a month. I know that may not mean a whole bunch to you because you're married, so you're used to not having sex. But but for somebody dating, somebody single that just sees their significant other a couple times a week and they have sex a lot because they're not married yet, this has been extra bad. I love the optimism, and I want you guys. By the to way, I love that. I love that I opened up the show with such a hugely optimistic storyline, <laughs> and it takes Danny G like four minutes to say, "I'm not getting to have sex, so I'm angry." On uh, at, at six a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, it's better than me getting on Twitter and yelling mean things to everybody. There's give certainly a lot of that going on. There is, and I got to give our listeners and our guests a lot of props because I think our positivity on Twitter has really shined through all of this and has uplifted everybody's spirit. So I love that about our show. And by the way, happy birthday to you today. I know you're going to be stuck at home, but uh, you're a homebody, so I'm sure you'll make the best of it. Yeah, you know, I'm turning 41, and ordinarily today is uh, is my 41st birthday. Ordinarily, we'd probably have a few people over, but the truth of the matter is when you get to be my age, like I've got a 12-year-old, I've got a 9-year-old, I've got a 5-year-old. If they're all three healthy, all three of my boys, we stayed up last night watching WrestleMania and we watched it on Saturday and the boys were running around doing their own WrestleMania fights. It's pretty awesome. Like if I've got those three and my wife, I, I don't really need that many. Like I, I know some people want like massive, you know, celebrations and like all the surprise party and everything else. If I've got all three of my boys and my wife, I'd like to have my parents over, but they're 75 and I want to keep them healthy. 
So in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of perfect. You know, I said we were going to bring in Eddie. We're going to have to go to break before we bring in Eddie. So Eddie gets to think a little bit longer about how optimistic he is. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia, the conscience of the show at times. Do you feel more optimistic on Monday about sports being back than you did on Friday? Well, maybe this is a defense mechanism on my part, but, and I love Dabo, by the way. I know some people might roll their eyes at him. I loved everything about that quote. I loved I, it. I, I, I love Dabo. I'm a huge Dabo fan. But I've kind of told myself that in April and May, Suck it up. It's going to be hard. You're going to be hardcore, locked down, in your house, not going anywhere. But I've told myself, once the J months start rolling around, I'm going to start to allow myself to be um, optimistic and start to really think about sports coming back. So I don't want to say – I'm not really more pessimistic or optimistic right now. I'm just in this mindset where get through these two months, just get through these two months – and then once July, June and July start coming around, I'm going to allow myself to start thinking about, okay, I'm going to look at the schedules. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start to get into it more. I'm going to allow myself to start to get excited about it, but not until then. So I, I do think we are going to have football. I do think we're going to have sports, like you said, in July and August. I, I really do deep down. But for right now, I'm just like not even going to think about it. I'm just going to try and put it out of my mind as much as I can, even though, of course, we're working and we're talking about it. But as far as getting excited, as far as being really optimistic, I'm going to allow myself to do that in a couple of months. But for the next two months, I'm going to be focused and be locked in on doing what we got to do and getting through this. Dub, am I the am I the only one here who is obsessed with following? day-to-day numbers on the coronavirus like I tweet them out and you guys might see it on my Twitter account if you pay attention to it but are you guys monitoring this like on a day-to-day basis like I am or am I the uh, outlier here in terms of paying attention to you know new daily infections and total death numbers and what states are becoming hot spots and stuff like that are you following this dub well, I don't have to because you do all the work for me. I here. know. I share all of that. But, I mean, would you other – if you didn't work on this show, would you be following that, like, on a day-to-day basis? I would be following it. I'm not sure if I would be religiously doing it day by day, each and every day, but I think every two or three days I would certainly be looking up those numbers. And, you know, it is hard to not see these numbers because everywhere you look, unless you don't have Internet access, you're seeing a lot of these numbers. And But a lot of them, you know, as we all know – most most of the most of the news is bad news. A lot, a lot of the news that you're sharing is the positive side of that, and I appreciate you doing that because so much of what we see when you turn on the television or when you open your Yahoo homepage or whatever it is is the negative stuff. But the positive stuff is what you're bringing to light, 
And it, it's it's nice to see that on a daily basis. Are you watching it, Danny G? Like, are you like I check? I'm not kidding. Probably ten to fifteen times a day, what the latest numbers are in the United States and around the world. Are you paying attention to this? Yeah, I am. I I check Twitter's feed three four times a day, and I also go to some big news outlets to see what they're talking about, whether it be negative or positive. And I think the one thing that I and a lot of other people have leaned on is some of the good stories that have come out of this that prove that there's some good to humanity still out there. And all the the people on the front lines who have sacrificed their families and their health right now, and all of the ones who have been laid off and have made that sacrifice to stay home and actually lose their jobs right now, I think about those people all day long, and that's really the number one thing on my mind right now. Uh, do you, Eddie, do you follow this thing uh, as aggressively as I? You might see me tweeting about it, but is this something that you're following on like uh, a multiple times a day basis to see what's going on? I'm not, but at the same time, I is am. Is it a conscious decision not to pay attention to it, or w- in what way in your life? I mean, I'm straddling the fence on wanting to be informed and educated and not being overwhelmed by all of it. Yeah. So. It's a, it's a little bit of a balancing act, and I've, I've found if I don't seek it out, it will find me one way or another <laughs> in the doses that I'm, I need to get it, whether it's listening to my wife talk to her mother-in-law over the phone and just getting their conversation because they're talk, nonstop talking about it. Uh, or, or I'm as Dub said, you flip on the Internet, and even if you're not looking for it, you might see something out of the corner of your eye. You're like, all right, I'm going to click on that and see what's going on. So I am not watching the news every day, but just – kind of through my day-to-day routine, things will creep in. I think I'm getting enough information that I need. And as there are people like you that I know if I really want to go find it, I can go find it. So, All right. Well, we finished hour one. I'm going to talk about more optimism and the NFL in hour two. John McClain from the Houston Chronicles coming by to talk the draft and more. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're joined now by John McClain on the Discover Hotline. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. No limitations apply, however, to this guy, John McClain, at McClain on underscore NFL. Uh, I believe I hit that right. If not, I'll be tweeting out his handle later uh, today when the podcast goes up. You can grab it you can go follow him you can thank him for coming on with us and uh, John you have covered the NFL for a long time as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft it's rarely we can say this year it will be without precedent but I imagine you haven't even seen anything like this 
nobody's seen anything like this because, as you say, Clay, it's without precedent. And and uh, I see a lot of people talking about, well, they think the season will go on. There will be crowds. The fact is nobody, not the president, not the commissioner, nobody has a clue about when the NFL is going to be able to start up or any sport. But we do know that about the draft, and they're going to have some unprecedented circumstances because they can't work at their facilities and they can't go to a neutral site. It looks like they're all going to have to work from a war room in their home or unless they've got a neighbor's garage, wherever they are. And I think we'll have an all-time rating side because, number one, you can have a captive audience, but also Clay, people are going to be so fascinated to see how they pull this off. You'll have Roger Goodell in his kitchen, going to Rich Eisen in his garage, going to Adam Adam Schefter in his den, Chris Mortensen in his basement. Every team will have a camera. And uh, I can't wait to see it. I hate it because of the circumstances, but I'm fascinated. And we in the media will have to cover it from home. We can't be there where we usually are, so I'll be unprecedented as well. What ha- I mean, you, I know you're not a tech guy, and I'm not a tech guy. I mean, I don't think you're a tech guy. Maybe you're a tech savant. But for me, if something's not working technologically, the only way I can fix it, John, is I turn it off and turn it back on. And that's basically you know, the, the sum total of my knowledge when it comes to technology. But what happens if somebody's Wi-Fi goes out? You know, I'm, I'm guessing they'll have backups in some way, but we've seen it before. I think it was – who was it who got skipped? The Raiders? I can't even remember back in the day. You you might remember who it was that got skipped on their pick. And uh, what would happen? You know, there's so many different technological snafus, I would think, that could be in play here. They may have to adjust the rule in the event that somebody's not able to get their pick in because of tech-related issues, right? Well, say you're picking – 15th and you're about to make your pick but you're going to be doing that on a landline yeah i mean that's what they do anyway they have the general manager talking to the person in new york yeah. and the, new, the person in new york writes down takes it to the commissioner so they'll still be on a landline okay but you know they're going to be backup and there's going to be a backup to the backup <laughs> because you can't have like say Say the Dallas Cowboys, says, say they're working out of Jerry Jones's kitchen, and all of a sudden everything goes out. What if electricity in the neighborhood goes out? Right. That happened to me two weeks ago, and it was out for three hours. So they will account for everything. It seems like it'd be easier because of this to push it back, but I think they've been working, trying to work this out now for quite a while. It'd be so much easier to let everybody go to their facilities. Problem is, there are states like California and Washington, you can't go. And there's other states, there's, I think, still quite a few that don't have the restrictions of essential and non-essential yeah. businesses like we do in Houston. The Texans can't go to their facility because they're not an essential business. And all of a sudden, you can't have governors saying, okay, over this three-day period, all NFL teams can be considered essential. You can't do that. So that's why it's going to have to be a level playing field for everybody with the exact same guidelines, whether you're in Seattle or you're in Miami, whether you're in Foxborough or you're in L.A. What was the first draft that you covered? Do you remember? Uh, uh, yeah, 1978. All right. No so television. Ni- 
Yeah. What well, was 1978 like for people out there oh. who, uh, who who don't have? I mean, that, so put it in context. I was born in '79, so you well, covered the draft before I was born. There were there were uh, 12 rounds, and in the case of like the Houston Oilers, they would take over a local hotel. They would have a big ballroom for fans to come and watch. A lot of local players who were draft eligible would come. Agents would come. They would have a separate room for the media. And in the big ballroom, just like in a smaller room with the media, they would have all the 28 teams up there, and they would have all their rounds, and they would get a call from New York, and they'd post like, you know, First round, Clay Travis, wide receiver, Vanderbilt University. And then they would make an announcement, uh, everybody to everybody in the room. And most people would look at their Street and Smith or their Joel Bushbaum and Pro Football Weekly, Football News, to look up and see who this guy was because there was no Mel Kuyper and there was no ESPN. And so when ESPN started televising it, that took it to a whole new level and made it so much more interesting. We used to sit there for hours and hours and hours while they would go through the draft when they were when they finally shortened it. It was eight rounds. Then they went to seven rounds. It made the draft a whole lot more tolerable because at one point, once you get past the mid-rounds and you're down in 10th, 11th, and 12th, it was boring with a capital B. So would you have ever foreseen, if I had told you in 1978, now this year is going to be different, but they were set up to have the spectacle of all spectacles in Vegas if the coronavirus mess doesn't arise like it has would you have ever foreseen if I go, if I was able to go back in time to John McClain in 1978 as you were sitting there covering that first NFL draft and I was here to tell you, hey, buddy, by the time we get into you know 2015, 2016, they're going to take it out of New York City. Not only is it not going to be on television, but 600,000 people are going to show up for the NFL draft in Nashville, Tennessee. Your response well, would have been what? Well, first of all, you couldn't have said anything about TV because there was no TV for the draft. Right. And so. That would have been. That would have been said, a big step to you, just the TV part of it. Yeah, if you said they're going to televise the draft and send me, okay, who's going to do it? There were three networks: ABC, CBS, and NBC. ESPN and didn't even showed, exist yet. No, they hadn't showed any interest in it at all. So I would have thought, nah, they're not going to televise it. And even when ESPN took it over, it was rudimentary. Let me tell you. But if you'd have said back then, saying '82, that the draft was going to go to different cities and 500,000 people were going to show up in Nashville, Tennessee, for a big time party, I would have thought you're nuts. Why would anybody do that? It's just the draft. And I'll give you a good example, Clay. In 1971, the first three quarterbacks, the first three picks were quarterbacks. New England took Jim Plunkett. Uh, the uh, uh, Saints took Archie Manning. The Oilers took Dan Pastrini. Archie Manning didn't know the draft was that day. Dan Pastrini was riding his bike across the Santa Clara <laughs> campus when a coach jogged and told him, hey, Pastrini, you're warning on the phone. What about uh, the NFL drafts today and the, some team drafted you and the, and the coaches call it? He said, okay, tell them I'll call them back. So eventually got to the football offices, called back, talked to the Oilers, and they said, you've been drafted number three by us. And uh, that's how he found out he was drafted. That's the way it was back then. And if you'd have said back then it'd be a spectacle like today, people would have thought you were crazy. It's just the draft. 
Do you like covering the NFL more now or more back when you first started 40 years ago? Well, the things have changed to make the job so much easier. The internet uh, yeah. made it made it so much for people who, for people easier. who don't for people who don't know what the job would have been like back in 1978. Compare why it's so much easier now than it was then, because I think there's a lot of people out there listening right now who are younger. You know, may not even have any clue to think about what the difference would have been. Why was it so much harder back in '78? Because you didn't have access to everything. Like for instance, uh, um. Tuesday night, before the week of a game, a PR guy from the opposing team would come in, and he would bring this monstrous bag of clips to give you clips of his team about the game. The so clips, you, you mean you mean articles, like that? So you could read about all about the team. Been clipped out in newspapers. He'd bring you a media guide, and you would take it that day, and you would start going through it. And if you wanted other information, you had to go to the library. Or you had to take, or you had to subscribe, like I did, to the Sporting News, Sports Illustrated, Sport Magazine, College and Pro Football Weekly, Football News, Pro Football Weekly, to be able all to get those, even ba- basic stats, so you'd have access to everything. All those, well, you could get stats from the visiting PR, but if you wanted to read about players, yeah. you had to subscribe to a lot of publications. And the thing I did like about it back then, better the media wasn't the enemy, yeah. and so we spend a lot of time with the players during the week we can get to know them today we're treated like a necessary evil why do you think that is because i think at some point like bill parcells was the first head coach who would not let his assistant coaches talk to the media for some reason don't know why bill did that because he won two super bowls when uh he let him talk to the media when i was president pro football writers of america and he was a head coach for the cowboys I said, you know, you won two Super Bowls when you let uh, your coaches talk to the media. He said, are you telling me that's why we won? I said, no, I'm just saying. And then all of a sudden they started putting, uh, you couldn't watch practice. And so I never really knew, but once one did it, others started to do it. There's still coaches out there today that let their media watch practice because they trust them. But most of us treat us like we're the enemy. And I don't know exactly how it got started, but I'm, I have a lot better relationship Clay with the Houston Oilers, who I, for 20 years, got to spend time with them every day, talk to them about their families, their schools, than I do with the Texans because we're so limited in the time we get to spend with players today. And they're taught from the moment they get there, do not give out your number, do not give out your email, do not do all these things you don't do with media instead of trying to build relationships with them. And I regret that. I understand it. I don't want to sound like a dinosaur. But it was a whole lot more fun to cover any sport because you got to build relationship with players than it is today when you're kept at arm's length. You know, it's kind of fascinating. Do you think that filtered down from Watergate? Uh, and and Because I, I, you talk about Bill Parcells, but there seems to be – it doesn't matter who the president is, right, whether he's a Democrat, whether he's a Republican, whoever it is. The media's mindset when they cover a president, by and large, is very antagonistic, right? Even even if you are a beloved president, the questioning very often is still very antagonistic. And it seems like much of the questioning in media, by and large, has become antagonistic in sports media as well. 
Do you think that's filtered down where both sides don't trust each other as a result of Watergate? The reason why I asked you was if you could, you've covered him for a long time. If there was like a particular line of demarcation or an event that occurred where sports media members and athletes really kind of were at loggerheads with one another. And I certainly understand in a social media age and, uh, you know, with, uh, with the blogosphere and everything else, things can sometimes be different, but it does seem interesting that there's such an antagonistic relationship so often between media, uh, sports media and players. Well, this didn't start till a couple decades after Watergate. I was going yeah. to Baylor Watergate, and then the next year in 73, I was hired by the Waco Tribune Arrow while I was a junior. And relationships were great in the 70s and 80s and even in the 90s. And then it started to turn, like after yeah. Parsons won his second Super Bowl in 91. He did it. When Tom Coughlin got his job, he did it. I remember when Bill Belichick was coaching the Browns and he got in the playoffs one year and he and he closed practice to the media. And I asked Jack Pardee, the Oilers coach, are you going to close practice to us? The Cleveland coach did. And he said, I've never known anybody who could affect out in the media who could affect the outcome of a game. Yeah. He said, if I thought you guys were the reason we were losing, we'd shut it down. But I've been doing this <laughs> my whole career and I've never seen one reporter yet who could affect the outcome of the game. Thank God for Jack Pardee, but others don't believe that. All right, let's go back into the uh, the Houston Texans dynamic because you've been covering them for a long time now. What's the relationship like between, uh, in your mind, between Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien as the continued fallout of DeAndre Hopkins and that trade continues? Based on what Deshaun Watson has told us, based on things he's tweeted in the past, he loves working with O'Brien. O'Brien works with him on the game plan. He works with him uh, on the play calling. Now, he's given up the play call to his offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly, but they work together every day, and I've never heard him say one thing negative about O'Brien. And when we thought O'Brien might be fired during a 4-12 season in 2017, uh, Watson was tweeting, please, no, don't fire. OB, keep OB. And so I've never heard anything on or off the record. He has a problem with it. Now, he doesn't, nobody likes to trade a DeAndre Hopkins. No player does, but the players are not here right now. Watson put out some cryptic things, but I'll guarantee you at some point this offseason, Watson's going to be making $40 million a year, and he'll be very, very happy with his contract extension. And they'll, they will, they've signed a few free agents, and they'll use the 40th pick they acquired overall from Arizona on a young. On a receiver, and then life will move forward. Players get traded all the time. O'Brien's getting blasted by fans and media locally, nationally. He knew that would happen, I and mean, it's not going to die anytime soon. I can guarantee you that. What should Avian Clowney worth, and where do you think he ends up? Uh, the reason that Clowney is not in Houston is they weren't going to pay him $100 million a year. And the ring hadn't signed $100 million a year with another team. Now, that some people are saying it's because they can't give him a physical because of the core uh, muscle injuries he had last year. He had one great game. It was on national TV and a victory at San Francisco in which he showed what he's capable of. We saw flashes of that, too. But Jadevian's a great run player. He's a good pass rusher. And I would imagine right now he should re-sign with Seattle, a one-year deal, and uh, take whatever he can get, $15 million, 13 whatever, come back, try to stay healthy, and get a multi-year deal next year. But, again, I'd be very 
very surprised if he gets $100 million. Guys that get $100 million are guys that consistently are getting a quarterback, and he has not been able to do that. We're talking to John McClain, Houston Chronicle, at McClain on, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. I believe I hit it right there that time on his Twitter handle. John, where does Cam Newton end up? I cannot, for the life of me, figure out where he'll end up because, number one, teams want to give him a physical. It doesn't matter the exit physical with the Panthers. doesn't matter what the, the a doctor, the agent got said. The agent's doctor said you have to be able to let your doctors examine him because he's had two major surgeries the last two seasons. I think Jameis Winston, who's healthy, you know, his problems between his shoulders, throwing too many interceptions and pick sixes, he'll sign with somebody quicker. It wouldn't surprise me. The Patriots need a third quarterback. Would it be a draft choice where you'd have a rookie along with second-year quarterback Jared Stidham, who threw five passes as a rookie, and Brian Hoyer, who's not going to be your starter. Bill Belichick wants to win. He wants to prove he can win without Tom Brady. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't sign one of those quarterbacks. Everybody seems to think the Chargers would be the other one. There's talk about Pittsburgh backing up Big Ben, but uh, none of them is going to be able to go into a situation where they are earmarked as a starter. They're going to have to be like Ryan Tannehill, go in the backup, say all the right things, do all the right things, hope if they get an opportunity, they take advantage of it like Tannehill did with the Titans. Tua seems to be the best story of the draft. Assume, and I presume that you agree, Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall. Does somebody trade up to get Tua in advance of the Miami Dolphins, or does he fall to five? Can't be Washington because Washington has got a chance to get the best player in the draft, Chase Young. So they couldn't be guaranteed of getting anything unless they just, unless uh, it was with Detroit that made the trade and they swapped spots, and that's not going to happen. So I would think the Lions, if they went, if Miami, if they convinced Miami that another team, say the Chargers, was trying to trade up and they swapped with them and they went to five, they could still get cornerback Jeff Okuda or outside. Side linebacker Isaiah Simmons. Those are top big time prospects. They could get one of them. But I would think anybody gets to a tongue of Aloha has got to worry about his history of injuries, not just the hip surgery, but the ankle surgeries. He's had a lot of operations for a guy that's coming out after his junior year. And if I were the t- team that took him, say Miami gets him, Ryan Fitzpatrick's still there. Let him watch and learn under Fitzy for half a season. Let Fitzpatrick get out there and take the beating. And and then once Brian Flores believes he's ready, put him out there, even if he has to do like Patrick Mahomes and go a whole season. But uh, they've got to, whoever takes him has got to be so careful. But I don't think anybody's worried about his hip. Nobody has a career-ending injury anymore. What they should be worried about is him having more injury issues. Last question for you. Derrick Henry, you've covered the NFL for a long time. You've seen the running back position go from the arguably more important than the quarterback back in the day to now the point where when you give anybody at the running back position very substantial dollars, a lot of people throw up their hands and say, what in the world are you doing? Derrick Henry just signed his franchise tender for $10.2 million for year five. Talk is the Titans are still working on a long-term extension for him. What do you do? You saw the Cowboys give Zeke $15 million. You saw the mess surrounding Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon. What should the Titans do with Derrick Henry? What will they do? 
Le'Veon Bell sat out, terrible. Guys don't come back from season-long holdouts and be as good as they were. Melvin Gordon waited too long. So those guys can blame it on themselves. Henry, as you know, because you're there watching him in Nashville, he gets beat up, beat up a lot. He's a big guy. He takes a lot of hits. But if you go back and look at last season, most of those hits were over the second half of the season. It wasn't from the get-go. He's and his agent have got to be realistic. They don't want to play on a one-year deal. Don't try to break the bank, get $16, $15 million. Get what you can get in a signing bonus and guaranteed in a short-term deal. And don't worry about the average per year. Get everything you can get. I think they will sign him to an extension, and I know they're confident they can. It's just it's going to come be up to him. Melvin Gordon said he made a mistake. I'll guarantee you Le'Veon Bell knows he made a mistake. Derrick Henry is going to play. Hopefully he'll get a two- or three-year deal with a nice little chunk of change because he certainly earned it last season. Outstanding stuff as always. John McClain at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. He's been doing it for a long time. He continues to do it well. Thank you, my man. Clay, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Stay safe. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!